Greetings, everyone. This is Eric Stewart from Fishing Fanatics, and I have an awesome guest today, uh, Billy Egan. How you doing, Billy? Doing awesome, Eric. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Uh, Billy is a director of tournament operations at One Bass and Western Outdoor News. Um, he's been doing this for about 14 years now and has a ton of information about tournaments, sponsorships, and events. And we're going to dive in a little bit, too, about the ethics of bass fishermen. But Billy, I just want to jump right into this right now. And I'm really curious. There's sounds like there's a lot of moving parts when you're actually developing a tournament. You've been doing it for the last 14 years. So just take me through what it's like to get one set up, get one moving, get people actually there and then like secure sponsorships too. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's nice. A lot of people say, if you love what you do, you're not truly working. So I do love what I do. Uh, the opportunity is to meet as many people I have who share a common passion of mine, which is fishing, is uh, something that makes my job that much more fun. Now, obviously, running fishing tournaments isn't as easy as it sounds. There's a lot of behind the scenes things that, uh, you know, is our job to make sure that the customers don't see or don't have to deal with so that their experience is pleasant, smooth, no matter what the conditions are, what kind of tournament it is. You know, we obviously here at Western Outdoor News run family fun tournaments, trout tournaments, striped bass tournaments, and uh, the professional uh, side of bass fishing events like the US Open and our Open. So, you know, You've got to have a market, first and foremost, uh, an area where there's enough people who own bass boats and or pleasure boats to be able to sustain an event uh, in itself. Uh, so you have to have a customer base for the most part. You have to have people willing to go out there and anybody that likes to fish is willing to go fish. So you just have to give them a good reason. And part of that is partnering with people in the industry that also want to reach, whether it's the prof professional bass guys, and we're real unique because we're a pro-am bass tournament uh, circuit. So amateurs and pros both fish our events. So we have the ability to put sponsors and our companies in front of the pros and the up and coming pros or hope to be pros because the amateur side is really a stepping stone to becoming a pro uh, someday. And at least that's what we all hope because that's what keeps the attrition of these events going throughout the years. Um, but, you know, it, it's finding a venue, finding a lake that could one handle the amount of participants that you may be anticipating on bringing, whether it's based on payouts or based on prize structures. And there's a lot of different ways to, you know, put events on and put incentives on, whether it's cash, uh, such as in bass tournaments, because that's what guys are really interested in, and or that bass cat boat Mercury Moto that they're striving to win and win the cash as well. Um, a lot of our family fun events, we don't put cash uh, money involved into those events. Uh, we do most of the things like our striper derby, which we've been running for 40 years, we get a relationship with a boat manufacturer, uh, in this case, Klamath Boats and a motor manufacturer, and in this case, Suzuki, put the two together, uh, work out a marketing deal with them to attain that prize, and then offer that prize as a general raffle prize so that we all know fishing. We've all heard the stories. I actually, in 2010, caught somebody cheating at the Wombass US Open. Uh, so it, it's always there and you just have to kind of put a mindset forth when you're planning events on 
where those loopholes might be, where somebody might try to do it. So the family fun events, we make everything raffle-based. So everybody gets a wristband. You're all entered with one uh, entry fee into the chance to win the grand prize. So there's no, oh, I've got to have the biggest weight and I've got to do something that might not be normal to create, to get that top weight. You know, um, I, I've got stories that I could tell for eons. We had a trout tournament up at Big Bear Lake, our trout fest, and an older gentleman must have gone to the supermarket and bought some trout that he thought he was going to weigh in. Because when he presented the fish to me, I saw the milky eyes, I saw the white gills, and I looked at him and I said, hey, <laughs> I appreciate the effort, but no, take these back to the store you got them from. And he didn't even argue. He just grabbed his fish and walked away. And it was like, okay, you know, uh, people netting, floating fish, you know, uh, which is a big part of events. You, you have to know what you're doing, you know, because, and I just talked about it today with my general manager, if, if a situation arises at an event and you don't have the answer and a good answer and the right answer on the spot, it opens you up to a lot of negativity or, you know, other things that you just have to be on your game. Yeah, man. And it's it's crazy to think people think they'll get away with doing something like that. And it's it's sad to see, especially as fishermen, people that just like love catching fish and love to compete. And, you know, you're always competing against a boat next to you and vice versa. But like, how do you like how do they even have the mindset to be like, OK, I'm just going to buy a couple of fish from the store, bring it in there and hopefully I get a check from it. Like it's it's actually really sad to see that that's even part of like it is, uh, but unfortunately, as in society, there's always that percentage of people who want it the easy way and don't want to put the effort and the hard work and the dedication and time, uh, let alone expenses, to get the equipment that you need to be competitive in a professional level or even a fun level. I mean, you have to have a decent boat if you're going to go out and compete for fun and or for prizes and so forth. And, you know, in a lot of situations, uh, you have somebody else on the boat you have to maintain as well. So, you know, the fishing pop public, the, the group of us fishermen in and women in general are con conservative. Uh, you know, we, we take care of our environment. We are good people and try to do the right thing. But uh, you always have to think about how somebody could try to circumvent the system and uh, make it easier on themselves. And so through the years, things have come up and you just kind of augment things that you need to uh, and or put systems in a place to kind of avoid any of that type of situation. Mm -hmm. and, but, I, and I have to bring it up because it's, it's a huge topic right now with the, um, and it was a couple months ago with the Lake Erie uh, walleye fishermen and putting weights mm -hmm. in there. Um, I just want to get your your honest like feedback after watching that video. Um, <laughs> like, what, what did you think about when you saw that? Like, um, it's hard to tell you exactly the, the honest opinion I have of, of that in that particular instance, because I myself, I said, like I said, in 2010, I caught somebody stuffing weights, uh, in a fish. It was very controversial. It went, I mean, I was literally, uh, at the grocery store a couple of days after the event and some ladies staring at me and I didn't understand why. And she turns the phone around and said, well, you're on the cover of Yahoo you know, because of the situation and it made top news, um, as did this one. Um, it, it's terrible to have stuff like that happen. It, 
to me, my gut re reaction to that particular one was it just seems so far-fetched. I mean, who would really put multiple two-ounce weights in a fish and think that they're not going to get caught doing it or supposed fillets and different things that were within the body cavity of these, these fish and kind of the reaction that happened during that whole thing. I've been there, I've seen it and uh, you know, it's a terrible thing. And obviously it got a lot of attention. The tournament director was on a major news broadcast and uh, a lot of focus was put on it. And what I want to say about it is the unfortunate side of the everyday decent angler feels it necessary now instead of saying something positive in a response or on a post well i hope they check for lead weights or i hope they did this or people assume that everybody's the same way and that we should drown out the good ones because a couple of people did something bad somewhere else and the important part is, is all of us tournament directors, no matter where we're at, what events we do, the last thing we want is to bring something or allow something to happen in our tournaments that brings the integrity of the events down, because that's what we're selling. We're selling an experience to our anglers and to our participants that when they come, they know it's going to be a flawless win. The procedures are going to be set forth ahead of time. They know the the parameters of the event the, what you can and can't do so that after the event all they remember is the fun that they had doing it and walked away with something pretty cool yeah and that's really the goal right it's it, tournament fishing yes there's money involved yes there's you know all these different things yes there's trophies but at the end of the day it is still fishing and it should still be fun correct um, and yep. i think that sometimes it's permits that we have to abide by based on different regulations and uh, you know there's a lot of things that the regular participants don't understand on the liability side and different things that we as tournament organizations and organizers have to deal on the back end so um, we just and again our job is to make sure that those people have a great time they tell somebody else about the great time they had and the participation grows and the events grow which in turn give the sponsors what they want which is the visibility and the you know unique touch and feel if you will have a rod and reel there for them to feel and to touch and to bring activations to these sponsors so that they get more people uh visually looking at their brands and their products I love it. Yep. All positive stuff there. And let's change it up a little bit here. Yep. I was going through your YouTube channel and I was just in awe kind of about the YouTube video you have about the Troutcast event that you host. And mm -hmm. it was one of those things that looks like a great family event. People were fishing off the side. People were fishing off boats too. Can you tell us a little bit, our listeners, a little bit about that tournament specifically, um, where it's at, what lake it's located at, and then how to get involved there? Yeah. Um, again, as I mentioned, we run four professional Wombass events uh, throughout the year, and we also currently run three family fun uh, tournaments. Uh, the first one that we run is this coming April at Lake Cuyamaca in uh, San Diego Alpine area. It's in the, the mountains up there. 
Um, it's a high altitude lake for us here in California. Um, and they are chocked full right now with water, which is great. Even the even the back lake is full at the moment right now. But that particular tournament and our family fun events are uh, set up a little bit differently. Uh, that particular tournament, you can fish from shore, you can fish from a kayak, you can fish from a boat. Um, and it's a two-day event, individual entry, and it's a big fish event. So what we do is we break that uh, first day, that Saturday up, starting in two categories. We have adult uh, anglers, and then we have junior anglers. So anybody under the age of 15 is in the junior category. And anybody over 15, essentially having having to have a fishing license is in a, the adult division. So every two hours, we'll, ha we'll have four weigh periods uh, each day. So during the first two hours, anglers that are fishing will say, we'll catch a fish and they'll go, well, I think this is the biggest fish of my category, should I weigh it in? Oh no, they said that three pounders currently leading it. So maybe I'll hold this one for the next weigh period. So it kind of brings some fun and some almost gambling, if you will, uh, uh, gaming into it on, ooh, because uh, if you don't, if you weigh your fish and it doesn't beat the current leading fish, that fish is done, you can't weigh it in again. If you don't weigh it, you can choose to wait and weigh it in the next weigh period, depending on who's catching fish during that time of the day. So it brings a cool little aspect. And then at the end of the two-day event, we have eight uh, junior winners and eight adult winners who win prizes and walk away with rods and reels and coolers. And then we'll have uh, other sponsor prizes like a Seagull Boat and Suzuki Motor for Biggest Fish. Um, last year at that particular tournament, we did a uh, tag fish deal, uh, and there was only two fish out of 25 fish that were eligible to win the 25,000, and one of them won it. And uh, so one guy walked away with 25,000 there. We do those every once in a while. The tag fish uh, deals are pretty cool, but uh, uh, sometimes we augment that. Like instead of doing a tag fish deal at our striper derby event, in like Havasu, because you can't tag striped bass, they're not most likely going to live after you catch them. Uh, we've come up with a uh, spin to win, spin to win. So we have one of those wheels that you'll see at a, uh, a trade show or something where somebody has an opportunity to spin it, and we'll put dollar amounts on that wheel based on the sponsorship level that Suzuki maybe wants. Instead of buying a tag fish deal, because those are always insurance policies, we want to actually give that money away and not have a chance to give the money away. So we put $3,500 on, on the spin to win. One of the items was $3,500. The rest were 200, 100, 200, and 500. So if you get drawn as a raffle number, because the way we do it, every raffle ticket is a wristband that has a number on it and a tearaway piece. So we know that person is physically there because you have to wear your wristband for the entire tournament. Then we'll call that number and say, come on up, you get to spin the wind and spin the wheel, whatever they land on, they walk away with cash wise. So lots of cool things. Our striper derby, uh, we give away a Klamath uh, 16 foot uh, center console boat with a Suzuki 40 horsepower grand, grand raffle. So anybody who enters, whether you catch a fish or not, has a chance to walk away with a $17,000, $20,000 boat. At our trout fest up in Big Bear Lake, we have another boat that we give away there. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. Big Bear is a little bit different. That's a five fish stringer total weight tournament. So 
it's still the same categories, but you're turning in your best five fish for two days for a total weight competition. And then there's also a grand raffle prize or a raffle, I'm sorry, a prize for the biggest fish of the event. So whoever catches the biggest fish is walking away with something pretty cool too. And lots of raffles and sponsored giveaways, rods and reels and tackle boxes and all that stuff. Yeah, man. And that was one of the things when I was scrolling through your website and I was looking at all the prizes that people can get. It's honestly like kind of insane that you guys can give away a boat and a motor and then basically cash too. It's it's the pricing that you guys have is elite. I have to say that. Thank you. For sure. Well, Western Outdoor News has been a family-owned company, uh, a weekly, up until this year, a weekly print company for 70 years. So we've, uh, you know, a lot of guys, not only in freshwater and saltwater, because we do a lot of stuff in saltwater as well, uh, cut their teeth with Western Outdoor News. I mean, you look at a lot of the Western pros, bass pros, you got Aaron Martin's dear friend of mine, obviously, who passed away. He started fishing Wombass team tournaments with his mom, Brett Ayler, Brett Height, Josh Bertrand, Chris Zaldane, Ish Monroe, you know, Gary, Gary Klein, uh, uh, all of them cut their teeth in our events back in the day. And luckily I, I've been able to pick up the tradition and continue with it and have U.S. Opens with 200 plus boats with Rick Clun coming to him and Mike Iaconelli coming to him. Cause I think that's how you found me on uh, one of my podcasts with Mike Iaconelli uh, coming to the U.S. Open last year. So pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's awesome, man. And I definitely wanted to shout out your website, uh, Western Outdoor News. There's a ton of information in there for all the listeners here about fishing reports in California specifically. I was wondering, how do you guys come up with those fishing reports? Well, traditionally through the years, we've worked with a lot of uh, outsourced, whether it is uh, writers for us that live in those particular areas that we get weekly reports. I mean, literally, our editors every Sunday would be calling hundreds of people around the area to get the, that local catch information to put into our paper. And uh, we've realized over the years, we did such a good job of it that everybody's taking our information and posting it themselves in their own papers. <laughs> so we've become, we, we know we do a good job on that. So um, we've actually augmented uh, Western Outdoor News for uh, 2023, where we're actually going bi-weekly. And we're doing much larger papers with much more information and, and taking the time to put more effort into the good stories and the breaking stories, rather than trying to keep pace on the print version of what happened yesterday, because we all we know everybody can find out what happened yesterday now with social media. So we are multi-platform now, media, print, and video, and podcast. We have our own podcast as well. So with uh, wonews.com is our website for Western Outdoor News and wonbass.com is our website for our bass tournaments. And uh, we'd love to have you guys check it out. Come have some fun with us. Come win some prizes and uh, see what we do here. I love it. And the uh, that podcast is Western Outdoor News Podcast. Correct. That is awesome. Awesome. And so for 2023, I know we touched a little bit about, you know, the couple of tournaments that you guys run. Um, is there any other tournaments? I saw a couple of tuna things in there. I saw a couple of other events too um, that we didn't mention here. Are there any other tournaments in 2023 that you guys got scheduled lined up? Yeah, luckily one of the tournaments we've been running for a little over 20, I think it's 23, maybe 24 years now is the Los Cabos Tuna Jackpot. 
It is the largest tuna tournament in the world. Uh, we paid out uh, uh, millions of dollars last year. We get around 160 some boats that come from all over the world to participate in that tournament. And it's a yellowfin uh, uh, tournament down there in Cabo San Lucas, right in the marina. Beautiful facility. Uh, it's unbelievable tournament. I go down there each year to, to help run that tournament as well. Uh, we get people from all over the world that come out to that tournament, uh, just like the Marlin tournament type people do. You know, there's the big boats, the small boats, the pongas, and it's it's the tuna tournament is really a tuna tournament for anybody. So uh, anybody can come compete in the biggest, largest tuna tournament in the world for a thousand dollars. You can go compete against the guys who are paying fifty thousand dollars because in that tournament we have option pools. So. Uh, you could play at your level at that particular one, but it's nice to know we have, uh, you know, in the West Coast, the largest participating bass fishing tournaments out West. We have the largest tuna tournament in the world under our belt, and we've uh, had 40 years of running tournament experience under our belt. I've got 13. Today is actually my anniversary for my going into my 14th year, so this will be the 14th. U.S. Open that I've run, uh, and uh, I loved doing it, and uh, couldn't think of anything better to do. Oh, Billy, that's that's awesome, and congratulations on 14 years of basically just pumping out, man, tournaments after tournament. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of people ask, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm the head cheerleader. I'm the uh, answering, you know, I'm the receptionist. I also the accountant. I'm the web developer. I'm the, you know, uh, meeting coordinator, caterer, you name it, because everything that goes from, you know, day one to promoting the events, to promoting the sponsors, to working with the venues, renting stages, you name it. There's a lot, there's a lot of work that goes into it. But it's made of many hats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from Mark Jeffries from Bath Zone, the man that makes things happen. You know, that's that's his thing for me. And then Dan, Dan O'Sullivan <laughs> will call me uh, Spicoli at times, but uh, we have fun with it. That's awesome, man. Cool. At the end of these podcasts, I just like to give you the floor. Shout out any um, social media handles you have, any websites you have, too. Um, they'll all be linked in the description. But if you just go ahead, um, shout out whatever you kind of want. Yeah, first and foremost, Western Outdoor News, which is uh, hashtag uh, WO News. Um, it's also our website, WONews.com. Juan Bass, uh, Juan Bass Events is a, a big proponent. The Los Cabos Tuna Jackpot, you can find our website, website on that if that's something that tickles your fancy. It's always the first week of November down in Cabo, and you can literally fly in, charter a boat, have a blast, bring your whole family down there and walk away with some big, big money. I think one of the teams the year before walked away with over $800,000 for a tuna that they caught. Uniquely last year, seven teams walked away with, I think, uh, $1.5 million in payouts. So it, it's great, great time, family fun events, professional bass fishing tournaments, the news that brings you everything, freshwater, saltwater and hunting. Uh, and uh, I appreciate you for having me on the show and giving me an opportunity to talk about what we do. Oh, absolutely, man. And, you know, anytime you're more than welcome to like, jump on here and do a podcast with me, I really appreciate it talking to you, getting the insight too on what it's like on the back end of tournaments. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for having me, Eric. Thanks uh, to all your uh, fans out there. We look forward to uh, 
showing you a little bit about what we do. If you're ever out in California, Arizona, Nevada, check us out for our Wombass events and our fun family fun events here in California. Sounds good. Thanks, Billy. You just listened to the Fishing Fanatics podcast with your host, Eric Stewart. Feel free to check out our other podcasts and our other interviews on our channel, on Spotify, YouTube, and much more. Check out our Instagram page, TikTok, and Facebook as well. 